0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. Once again, filling in for Susan Littlefield, I'm Chad Moyer. On the phone with us today, Darren Fry, Water Street Advisors, joining us with an end-of-the-week summary uh, for the grain and livestock trade. Darren, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, first of all, let's just talk about uh, the, the market feel overall. It, it Only four trading days this week, right Darren? We had off on Monday, uh, but Tuesday, Wednesday stronger, Thursday, Friday, and Weaker. What are your thoughts about uh, the grain trade going into the to the weekend? Uh, uh, What were the kind of the big things at play today, Darren?
1: Well, we had a really big down day today. Obviously, Uh, you know, yesterday was kind of an inside day; it was a softer day, but not not a lot on corn, more on soybeans. But we we finished the the week on a weak note. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of that was just risk off going into the weekend because we're projecting to have a little bit more rain over the weekend. The models have turned a little wetter, especially European. And so it's going to get some much needed rain into the Eastern side of Iowa through Illinois uh, into Indiana, maybe even up into Wisconsin, Michigan, we'll get some rain. And so as a result of that, I think people were uh, panicking and buying the market Monday and Tuesday into the highs. And then of course, taking some of that risk back off the table, as we came into the closing uh, minutes of Friday's trade.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about uh, kind of what is going on, some of the specifics here. Settlement prices today, corn ended down, uh, to what, 29 to 32 cents on the settlements. Uh, soybeans were down uh, 26, 29 in, in the new crop. Uh, wheat was down about 10, 12 in, in Kansas City. Um, you know, where these values are, where the futures ended the week here, Darren, uh, wh- where do you think that puts us on a yield? I mean, if, if you correlated the value we're trading, uh, where where would that that put us do you think for a national yield
1: well i think the market's trading as if we have a you know 170 crop right now uh, somewhere in that range you know some people are saying it's in the 160 some people still uh you know 170 to 175 but i would say the trade is is putting weather premium has put weather premium in to count on a, a 170 crop soybeans probably around 49 and a half to 50 something like that and that's the premium we put in over the last, you know, three weeks. But specifically, really in the last week, from from Tuesday and Wednesday prior week to that, we we did all the rallying, really. And so that's where the market seems to be. I don't think probably we're trading, um, you know, the market wrongly right now given the weather. But if it starts raining, there's no way uh, we're going to have a yield probably that low. We're going to bring the yields back up and. They're going to start adding as crop conditions improve, and so then we have a market that's priced too high for what now the yields are being projected at. But we'll see this a big weekend, and it's very pivotal as, pivotal as we move from the week of the solstice into, you know, July 4th here and as corn gets closer to pollinating.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I was going to ask you about that, too. You know, um, uh, so uh, if we are starting to price in lower yields, you know, that's the supply side. What about on the demand side? It's not like we've had screaming demand like the world is coming to the United States for corn and soybeans right now, Darren.
1: No, that's right. Um, You know, when you take a look at what was going on before this rally took place, we were struggling to get uh, enough of the export side because of Brazil the large soybean crop that still is competing with us, and then the Sabrina crop that they're harvesting that's turning out to be quite large. And then, of course, Russia's got a lot of wheat, and they've just flooded the market and pushed wheat prices down. So as a result, we are seeing uh, you know poor demand even prior to this rally. With a rally, we're really priced out of the market. And so I think we'll have ending stocks uh, end up being more than what the USDA is saying today, and I think we'll start getting a hint of that probably uh in the in the end of the month report here when we look at what was really planted we look at uh, stocks in all positions but then we roll that forward that information in the july WASD, and i think that's where we'll see some more cuts in demand both exports and ethanol on the corn side and probably some on the export side for soybeans as well
0: okay um just as we kind of wrap up this uh, first segment of the uh, final bell here today um uh, you know where where would those changes show up? I guess is is the is is the trade going to wait for a change in the drought monitor? Uh, are the forecasts enough? Uh, and then when are we going to have a tangible number that you know we would actually be able to trade? Do you think?
1: As far as yield goes, yes. You know that's that's really hard to say. I mean, I think you're going to be way later, like July into August, when we start seeing you know how the the grain is filling and what the conditions are and and how the plant health is. I think right now, we're just trying to figure out how much premium we need to have in the market. But as far as what are we gonna get when it comes down to yields, I think that'll be determined more as we get to the middle of August. So we could have, that doesn't mean we go up until then or go down till then. I'm just saying, I'm not sure we'll have a good handle on that. And the market will be trying to trade and guess what that is. But we certainly, once we have that number and have a good handle on what supply is gonna be, then we start focusing on demand after that point in time.
0: All right, real quickly, uh, just before the end here, uh, how's uh, how's ethanol doing? How's feed demand doing? Uh, would there be any domestic stories that you're looking at?
1: Well, I think ethanol is a little on the weak side. I know it's improving right now, but the first nine months of the marketing year, it was under. I think the USDA is gonna have to cut another 25 million bushels or so in the July WASD Exports are too high. They're gonna have to cut those as well. And my ending stocks are about 100, 125 million more than what USDA is. So I'm looking at about 1.55 carry in to next year out of this marketing year. And and that's just more of a burden for next year uh, unless we lose enough of the supply uh, during this weather situation we're in.
0: Once again, being joined by Darren Fry, Water Street Advisors, on today's Fontanelle Final Bell. Stay tuned. The second half is coming up here in just a moment. We'll wrap up the grains, take a look at how the livestock ended the week as well. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. As you've probably heard, there will be some changes coming for Fontenelle hybrids. Bear Crop Science has announced Fontenelle will be joining 10 bear seed brands to launch the new enhanced channel seed brand. You'll get the same excellent products and service you come to expect from Fontenelle, along with expanded product offerings and increased agronomy support. You'll still be able to purchase your trusted Fontenelle products for 2024, and rest assured, we'll work hard to continue to earn your business through this transition. Read and follow pesticide label directions, green marketing, and other stewardship practices. Fontenelle and channel are trademarks of Bear Group. Final bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer. Once again with Darren Fry from Water Street Advisors. Uh, Darren, as we wrap up our grains conversation, you, you mentioned it early on in the first half. Uh, just uh, you know what we're looking at for weather and, and kind of this sell-off, uh, anticipating some rain for the e- central and eastern corn belt over the weekend. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta think we need to be realistic about what these rains are. Uh, whether those rains are gonna overperform or underperform and that's going to be a key to starting next week isn't it
1: oh it sure is and right now you know just looking at what the euro is promising i mean there is going to be some inch inch and a quarter rains that come through you know parts of iowa parts of illinois parts of indiana up into uh, michigan in fact michigan's going to get some pretty decent amounts and so is wisconsin but if you look at eastern iowa northeast iowa down through illinois down through indiana there's gonna be very little over one inch rain. In fact, a lot of the areas are gonna see less than a 50% chance of getting a half an inch. And then there's gonna be some 50, 60, 70% chances of getting a half an inch. Very few people are gonna get an inch. So when you look at how dry it's been, we really need a two, three, four inch rain, general rain, and then we need some more rain a week later and then normal rain to kind of bust us out of this pattern.
0: Yeah, and and I was going to say, it's going to take time. I I know the the market wants to see rain, right? But realistically, boots on the ground, it's going to take a few systems to catch the central and eastern Corn Belt back up, right?
1: Yeah, it is. You know, you saw the drought monitor most people did release yesterday, and uh, we just continue to have more uh, of, of a larger area being consumed by that dry weather, and the drought is worsening. And and that doesn't mean that regular rains couldn't help because they sure could, but, but regular half-inch rains are going to do less than regular one-and-a-half-inch rains. And the problem is we're just not getting enough small rains frequently enough, and we're not getting any big rains to really bust us out of this. So uh, it's going to be feast or famine, and some people will get an inch, inch-and-a-half. That'll be great for them. Most people will not see that this weekend according to what the models are showing. Usually when you get within, you know, Chad, you know, you think about it two to three days out, right? Uh, It's pretty accurate, and and we're just not seeing it. So we could be surprised uh, Sunday, Monday, coming in here on the trade to get more than we thought or less, but uh, the models are pretty accurate, you know, 48 hours
0: out yeah definitely so again that's going to be key to starting next week's trade uh before we run out of time let's talk about livestock it was pretty quiet in live cattle today uh you know what 50 cents either side but uh feeder cattle just had a great day uh two and a half to three and a quarter higher what's going on with the feeders here at the end of the week darren
1: well it's just basically trading the opposite of what corn's doing you know corn was hit hard today and obviously feeders rebounded if you take a look at the feeder cattle market though and look at a chart here over the last let's say you know 7 or 8 trading sessions 10 trading sessions probably we've come from the highs down to you know we've broken about $20 from 245 to 225 and that's august feeders and i think this two days that we popped up yesterday and today was just in sympathy of the corn rolling over i really think that the feeder cattle market could struggle here especially if fats don't go higher and fats are you know on a little bit of a struggle bus right now the august around the 170 area and so uh hey if corn starts going back up next week because rains are disappointing and fats aren't on fire next week uh we could see feeder cattle reverse take these gains we got on thursday and friday right away and make new lows by midweek next week if corn is higher
0: all right. Of course, we get a cattle on feed report here today as well. Uh, could impact how we start out things at the beginning of next week. Uh, but on, on the hogs, you know, I, I kind of felt like maybe hogs were going to try and, and turn a corner maybe and, and try and bottom build and move up. Just kind of a mixed close at the end of the week, Darren.
1: You know, I, I thought that maybe um, we were going to try to push a little bit higher there on Wednesday. Uh, we were kind of looking up in the 94, 95 area of August hogs. But we had a reversal uh, yesterday. We had a bearish engulfing candle reversal pattern. And today we tried to muster some strength, but gave that up late, closed uh, basically unchanged on the day, but well off our highs. And I think hogs are in the process of reversing and starting another downtrend. But I need to see more. I need to see more follow through to the downside. But I think this could be an opportunity to get some more hedges on for those people that needed to see a rally to be able to hedge
0: all right just top two quick things beyond weather what are the keys for the grain or the livestock trade uh, coming into next week before the fourth of july
1: well i think it's going to be weather i, I really do because weather's going to affect corn and beans weather's going to affect how feeder cattle trade obviously we've gotten more rain out west so hey there's been some shortage of feeder cattle coming to the sale barns and that's been a boost i think that's what helped us to make the high here 10 or 12 days ago but now they're on the struggle bus as well and I just think we're getting farther into buildings of summer, and I think, um, you know, rallies are selling in the livestock, and I I think that we're going to finally top the grains out at some point, but right now, it's all about weather, so if we miss some of these rains, right back up to the highs we go.
0: Darren, it's good to talk to you. Thanks for the expertise. Darren Fry from Water Street Advisors joining us on today's program. A reminder, trading of commodity futures does involve substantial risk of loss. might not be suitable for all investors. That is today's Fontenelle Final Balance brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealer. Here on the Rural Radio Network, Chad Moyer reporting.